Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connections, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Hello and welcome to a new episode of Back to Basics, Reconnecting to the Essence of You. We're just getting started again with the second season and I'm very excited about this interview. I have with me David Nabinsky today, who's the podcast host of Portfolio Career, and he's also a podcast coach. I was very lucky that when I did the podcast fellowship program uh, with Seth Godin and Alex De Palma, he was one of the coaches on the program. So hello, David, and thank you for being here. Hi, Leticia. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. No, I'm very honored. And uh, as I was saying earlier to David, I mean, I learn a lot when I see what he's doing and, and his whole podcasting journey. So very excited about you being in Back to Basics. Uh, you were one of those people that actually saw this podcast become a reality from an idea to a reality. So that's exciting. And uh, this, I think, will be episode 25. Uh, so that already, it's uh, incredible to me. So um, thank you for also all the encouragement that you gave me through those days, the early days. Thank you. Absolutely. Congrats on episode 25. This is special. Nah, thank you. Thank you, David. So I'm sure you probably, if it's not that you've heard many of my episodes, you probably remember that what I try to do in this podcast is to inspire people and uh, through through the subject of going back to basics and really see what it is that ticks inside of us and gets us exciting. And uh, I'm a big follower of yours on LinkedIn and I see you always uh, enthusiastic, smiling. And uh, so I'm very curious to find out, you know, the early part of your life about your childhood and Uh, your upbringing, where were you raised, and uh, then your journey to, and, and tell us about, later on, you'll tell us about uh, how you got here. So tell me about your childhood, if you can. Yeah, yeah. Take it back to the basics there. So yeah, Excellent. I grew up um, outside of Washington, D.C., in a small town called Great Falls, Virginia. Uh, I grew up with two, ama with two amazing parents and two amazing sisters, And I feel like I got lucky, right? You never know where you're going to be, be born. You're not sure what the culture or the environment is that you're going to be um, raised into. And I grew up with an amazing family. And I think I was always inspired as a kid from my dad. And him and my mom had left Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And they were, my mom was one of seven kids and my dad was one of three. But they kind of picked themselves. And um, ironically, you know, they moved on to Florida, which we were talking about and where you live. And they didn't really have much much going besides themselves and knowing that they wanted a different life. And so they moved on to Florida. Before they got married, um, my dad kind of just convinced my mom, said, you know, let's, let's, let's come down here. Let's start a new chapter. And my mom was like, uh-huh, well, uh, are we 
doing this together? You know, what, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, and I think things, times were a little bit different then than they are now where, um, in terms of relationships, but, you know, my dad got a job at the unemployment office on a Friday, which is <sighs> ironic because it's Friday right now. Yeah. And it was the unemployment office and he might've been, you know, Friday afternoon and he, which then was his, end up turning his into his boss. But the person that was interviewing him just basically said, cool, there's been a thousand, thousands of people here today that I've talked to and, you know, many, many others over the last couple of weeks, you know, why should I hire you? And my dad just said to him, I'm a diamond in a rough and, <laughs> you know, you just got to shine me up. And that story has always been really inspiring to me. And when I think about, you know, human relationships and the just small conversations that can have such a profound impact on people's lives, and you never know where they're going to be coming from. And I think that's the beauty of life. And uh, so I was, that was, so I grew up to that kind of story and that lifestyle and grew up in a nice town. And so I was exposed to a nice quality of life. And I've been kind of on a mission to try to replicate that or in my version of it. And that is around helping people and mostly my friends, people that I know, um, and help people just try to get to that next step, whatever that is. That is awesome. That's, uh, I mean, obviously, if nothing, if something is going to inspire is your parent is knowing your parents story and knowing where they came from and what they achieved. So as a young child, obviously, you had this uh, around what about your likes? Like, what do you enjoy doing? Where were you passionate about? Growing up? Yeah. So I was really interested in video games. Mm -hmm. Oh, you will get along with my son just fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, besides outdoor sports, so I, I played a handful of different sports, not very well, but I played them. And, but I always, I really liked video games and I really like how I think podcasting relates to video games for me, or at least that's the story I tell myself. But you're doing it with people that you care about and that one-to-one -one conversation and learning and connecting and hopefully inspiring and helping other people, uh, which is a little bit different than video games. But I, I kind of think of podcasting and how it connects to my childhood. Hmm. That is so interesting. You're giving me, on a side note, you're giving me hope because me and my husband always say, you know, always worry as any parent, you know, see your eight-year-old always on video games or he tries to be always on video. We say, you know, they're isolating themselves. And then you hear someone like you saying this and now you, you, you leave for the human connection. So there is hope for those video gamers out there. Mm -hmm, to actually mm -hmm. have a, a life. Out, uh, you know, that's a kind of a side note. This is what parents of kids, you know, the age of mine are always talking about. But so you end up, okay, so you always were um, interested in, in, in connection growing up. And did you go and study something related to like a career that uh, allow you to express that? Or what did you study? No, I think, you know, growing up, mostly I was studying my dad. Okay. <laughs> um, and, you know, we would always travel up to Pittsburgh and for family, for holidays to see the family up there. And I was always, 
we would travel at odd times because so that we could maximize the time during the day with the family. So, you know, at night or early in the morning when the rest of the family, my immediate family was sleeping in the car, um, I would be talking to my dad about, you know, him moving to Florida, breaking away from Pittsburgh in a good way, but, you know, just starting and charting his own path. And so I was always kind of really studying that. And then I was always interested in how my friends, parents, and even my friends really looked up to my dad. And that was always kind of, he was my North Star and everything that I was really focusing on. And I probably took it for granted. And then in college, I studied finance and economics because I think I was uh, maybe going back to the video games. I think I was decent with numbers. And there was a couple of classes in college that really stood out to me, but I didn't major in them. One was a leadership course. Another one is communications. And another one was interpersonal skills. But I think at the time, I didn't really maybe see... a. F- uh, I think I was kind of following the traditional steps, mm-hmm. which was, you know, business and finance and and not as much around the basics of communication, leadership, relationships, as much as I would have liked to now. Um, but here we are on a on a podcast talking about, you know, relationships. And and you're making it happen. And that's why Honestly, during the break, the summer break, I was thinking, whom would I want to interview? And then you came to mind because, again, I see you doing something that is unconventional, that it's uh, the, the kind of stuff people would say, are you crazy? You're just doing this like for good? And, and people would expect something more like what I'm doing, doing it as a side thing that I enjoy. But you are full force on it and, and definitely making a difference and an impact as far as I can perceive. Um, and so that's why I say, well, they would be fantastic. And uh, so you went into, you, you went for the traditional, as you call it, um, the traditional path of you got your degree in finance and then probably you went to work. I, I'm interested about at one point, did you break from tradition and, and what kind of process did you go through uh, to really make it happen? I'm still trying to make it happen. Um, but <laughs> I think, um, I think it, you know, we're always a life, uh, a work in progress, but I think, you know, right after college, going back to, as I mentioned, the finance and economics. Um, so right after college, my dad actually passed away. So mm, I'm sorry to hear. Um, thank you. And so, I think that I I was completely shook by that. It also forced me to grow up quicker. As I think I mentioned earlier, I was probably did not uh, appreciate the wisdom, the friendship, the relationship that I had with my dad as much. And when he passed, then that was the moment for me to kind of wake up. And I then started to my mom really relied on him. And so just in different aspects of life and stuff. So from a organizational standpoint, I then started to help my mom and, and kind of get the, organize the family a little bit and kind of think about the next chapter um, while my mom was transitioning and stuff. So how's she I doing then, now? She's doing great. Thanks. Um, yeah, she's doing great. Good. And again, I think this is kind of what I was told or what I thought or the story that I believed, which was to get a more traditional job. So I worked in um, 
uh, in corporate finance and investment banking like job is equity research. And I really liked it. It was very intellectually stimulating. I think it was a lot of hard work, which I liked because it gave me the opportunity to do a lot of work. And then I realized that there wasn't enough concrete impact or concrete connection to the work that I was doing. So then I started transitioning to more relationship-based type of work, and that was in the real estate industry. And then around 2013, 2014, I kind of felt like I wasn't being fulfilled, wasn't feel like I feel like I had something else in me and just did not want the rest of my kind of life to look like this. Um, I felt like I hadn't explored enough. So after a trip out to San Francisco, on the plane ride back, I decided worst case scenario, I could move to San Francisco and work in the ride sharing industry. Um, as a, I really like that flexibility, the ability to get paid and, and, and talk to people and meet people and explore the culture kind of whenever you wanted, as opposed to being you know, forced into a certain role. Um, so that happened. So I just moved to San Francisco, no plan, no nothing for the most part. Um, a really good friend from college had recently moved out there. He co-founded a company. And for I'd say for the first six months or so I was out there, I was doing some freelance work, working with that startup, and then also working in the rideshare industry. And so, yeah, that's a little bit. I had like a portfolio of work then, um, but that definitely was a leap. That definitely was a jump. And then, and that's, I guess, kind of a little bit of the start of really just trying to believe in myself, believe in the people around me, and try to create a life that I want. But it's definitely a journey. <laughs> yeah, and, and I see when you say I'm still doing this, I'm still trying to make it. But in my opinion, when when you made that decision of breaking from tradition and just going on your own and realizing I can do this, and we don't need that many things to really survive and and get by day by day. It's just that society has made us, you know, believe or has put these thoughts into our minds that we need the big house and the big, and, and a lot of material things. And, and, and it's liberating when you realize, oh, I can, I can live with so much less and, and be free and do where, go where I want. So to me, that's really when you make it, regardless of if the podcast is super successful or, you know, it's just that freedom that you earn, that you got. It's really the price, in my opinion. And, and obviously, there's time in life that you can do those kind of things. If I recall, you, you don't have kids, right? No, yeah, I the, agree. Timing is important. Yeah, the timing is really uh, crucial, I believe. And, and I'm lucky because I also kind of did those kind of things when I could. But now that I have kids, I can definitely understand how someone listening to this would think, well, yeah, he doesn't have kids or he, and that's easy for him to say. But the truth is you, we've had other guests that have had, you know, some attachments uh, and, and, and responsibilities in terms of a third person, you know, depending on you and they have made it happen too. So that is, yeah really, really uh, great. And I know that probably Seth Godin had something to do in this journey of yours. I, I'm curious to know, was it a book of his that you read? I know you have interviewed him, so you're my idol too. And I invite everybody that is listening to it, it would be in the show notes. 
but uh, you have to check uh, the Portfolio Career podcast that David uh, hosts. And, and uh, his podcast with uh, Seth Godin was fantastic, his episode. How was your encounter with, with Seth's work? Well, I also want to first want to say thank you, Letitia. And then I also want to say, you know, I think that you're picking yourself by, you know, creating this podcast and you're creating an impact on a lot of other people and giving many other people the opportunity to speak and to start to, you know, continue their efforts on their own and the life that they want to. So, um, Thanks. I want to, I want to, yeah, acknowledge <laughs> you for that. And thank you, Dave. So, I'd been following Seth's blog for a couple of years, and then I it was last summer, so the summer of 2018, actually a little bit before then, because it was around March or April, and he had a blog post that said, "I'm starting uh, the podcasting fellowship." Um, think of it a little bit like a summer internship, but you actually do work and mm-hmm. you will at the end of it leave with a podcast. And this was just the everything about the post was just struck a chord with me. Uh, I've had those summer internships where I didn't do much work, um, although, and I'm really grateful for those. But, and at the time, I had just a bunch of people that were asking me, who are you? What are you doing? I see all these different things. And I, I couldn't really answer that question. Um, cause usually I try to, I'm trying to think about well, what, what is that person really asking? What are they, what are they, you know, what are they really curious about? And, and, and mostly about how does it, how are they thinking about it for themselves? And I had moved to New York about a year or so before then and I became friends with a bunch of uh, very inspiring people that we never really talked about their career or their professional life. And so when I saw Seth's blog post about this podcasting internship, uh, podcasting fellowship, kind of like a summer internship, I was like, boom, this is perfect for me to be in a wonderful, generous community, work on some ideas about this portfolio career that I had been trying to under- trying to communicate to people and also mostly for myself too, because I had left a startup that I had put a lot of time and energy and, and into it. And so I kind of built back up again uh, and it was really working after a journey to get there. And so I wanted to, so I thought, I don't really know how to describe this, but there's other people that are doing it as well. So start a podcast to then learn and talk to people about this so that I could continue this kind of lifestyle. Wow, that's awesome. And so you, you went and did the internship and then you being engaged in his work and the work of that team, for what I understand, since then. Yeah, it was it was the similar format that you were thankfully a student in as well. Um, so it was just the first cohort, um, very similar format as the one that you were in. Okay, great. Well, and and definitely uh, I want people to know about your Portfolio Career Podcast. Uh, besides, you know, I'm going to put the link, but why don't you tell us about what what you're achieving there, what your goal is, what, what you want to create? It's a great question. And it's one that I haven't thought about it as much. I think the most important thing is I started it as because I wanted to t- learn from people that I really respected and was inspired by. And 
as you know, as you continue to do the work, things evolve. And I'm more and more trying to encourage other people to look for ways to find and create projects on their own, whether that is a podcast, whether that is a blog, whether that is a, you know, organizing a, a meetup. I think that this stuff is super important for for people, and it was a, it'd be advice or insights or, or things that I wish that I knew earlier in my career. So that's what I'm. That's a little bit of the goal is to encourage people to start small, but organize, create, because it is really, as you may know, it's a wonderful feeling to to learn, organize, and to help other people. So that's that's kind of the goal of the podcast. That's awesome. When you were describing uh, the email that uh, that you got with Seth's blog and you say everything stru stroke a chord, uh, that's another way when people say, what do you mean by what makes you tick? When I say in this podcast, discover or, or remember what makes you tick, that's kind of the feeling that I, if I could try to imagine what were you feeling, I could just imagine myself reading the email and just being excited about it and getting those little butterflies in the stomach and say, yeah, this is something I want to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and that's kind of what I try with anybody that listens to this podcast, uh, try to express is I know there are many things, this goes back also to your podcast, that, that people and audience and, and friends have been thinking of that they want to do, but they kind of push the thought aside and they never let that ticking be present. And they convince themselves probably that it's not a good idea, it's not going to be successful, it's not going to... And, and, you know, you yourself kind of answer the, the your, your own question as, should I do this? So I think your podcast, and for what I've heard in the episodes I've heard, it's I know um, that listening to your podcast and the kind of interviews you put out there also makes me tick because it makes me think of other things that I like to do. That's my problem. I always want to do <laughs> other stuff. <laughs> and uh, and to be honest with you, uh, even if I enjoy this podcast so much and, I'm, and my plan is to keep doing it, I recognize that after the first 24 episodes and after after having done it, the initiative lose, uh, loses a little appeal to me. Like I definitely get more excited about the whole creation process and the whole this is not possible and I'm going to make it possible. But once I know it's possible, I kind of intuitively start looking for something else. That's my whole experience. But then I do an interview like this and I get excited again. And then I want to interview more people like you. So it's just a, a circle and, and trying to, I don't know who was that told me, but I know it's in this, in this podcast that they say to make the, the highs and to equalize the highs and the lows. Mm. And I like that to bring them to kind of the same level when you can have a steady, happy feeling and that, uh, you know, you have lows, you know, you have highs, but then at some point when they average out, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, as you know, um, it's about telling people your ideas, asking them to hold you accountable to them, find a community, find a mastermind, find other people because every, every time you do something new, of course, it's a little bit unsettling because it's new. Um, but following that curiosity is is key and knowing that 
on the other side of it is something that's a lot better than you're even thinking initially. So it just, it takes having people around you to support you, to celebrate you, to make your ideas become a reality. And then that's the best, right? When you're doing work and celebrating with the people that you care about. And so getting back to the basics, it's, you know, find the people that want the best in you and will be there for you during the highs and the lows. But, um, that's, that's really important. And so I think as you, as you mentioned with your podcast in terms of, you know, season two and, you know, getting over that initial phase, but I think that this, the best parts are always at the end of the cycle, right? So the more and more you do this, the better and better you'll get at it and you won't know what kind of opportunities are on the other side. And so persisting, digging in and doing the work is kind of the most important thing. Well, that's great advice. I, I, I take it coming from you since you're a coach. I'm like, okay, that, that, that's good advice. <laughs> yeah, I, th <laughs> I think definitely consistency. I think uh, being consistent in whatever it is that you do at least has worked well for me. And, and I am very stubborn. So I normally, when I start something, I don't like to leave it uh, incomplete or something like that. Just, so I, uh, as Seth says, I show up and do the work. And I think that that's already half the battle is uh, showing up, doing the work, even when you don't see the results immediately. Um, the, the, the plant is growing, even if you don't see it uh, being, uh, get taller every day. Mm -hmm. So very good. They, well, this has been great. Are, are there any final thoughts in terms of um, your own journey, what makes you excited or where do you see yourself in the next uh, few years? What gets me excited is people like you. Um, oh, that's, that's nice. <laughs> cre creating podcasts and, you know, sharing voices and creating conversations. I feel like there's a ton of noise out there and there's something so beautiful about, at least to me, of what we're doing right now. And I think that that is really important, especially in today's uh, culture and society. And even if it's just for between you and I, um, I think that that is important and great work. And so if other people are feel like there's too many podcasts that are out there, I would encourage people not to listen to that story or listen to that narrative, but to, you know, still create a podcast or create your own little project because it's just super important, I think, for our own livelihood, our own creativity, our own learning, that uh, it's just such a gift. So if anyone's listening, I would definitely encourage them to create a podcast if they want, but definitely look into podcasting. <laughs> Thank you. And if not, you don't want to create it, you listen to David's and mine. And then <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's a great point, David. Thank you so much. I think that's great advice. By the way, guys, uh, the, the podcast fellowship, the new, I think the new program started not too long ago, right, Dave? So I think maybe if someone is interested, you should look it up. I'm going to put the, the link in my, in the notes. And uh, just go for it and follow David's advice and, and think about what you can create. Well, I want to thank you, David. Thank you so much. I wish you the best of luck. You have a fan and a follower in me. So I appreciate the time and, and all the good advice that you've shared with us. Thank you, Leticia. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. It's been care. a pleasure. Likewise. Bye-bye. And until the next time. <laughs>